Welcome back to Till Death Do Us podcast about marriage, murder, and the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray. And I'm Matt Murray. And we're here to tell you today about another murder. It's always murder. It know? is. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I actually found another one that I haven't heard in any of the podcasts I listen to. You're doing pretty good with that. I know. It's great. Which is, it like, actually blows my mind because I listen to, you know, like, My Favorite Murder, who's on, like, friggin' episode 300. Yeah, right. And then Crime Junkie, who's also, like, super, super up there in episode content. And, like, I and Morbid, that's a really great one, too. I don't understand how... I'm even finding these. I'm blowing my mind. <laughs> I mean, in a weird way, it's kind of morbid that you've found ones that people haven't talked about well, with that amount of content. Because that just means that there's like thousands and thousands and thousands exactly. of Exactly. So that's the thing. Like, it's a really um, bittersweet pride that I'm having about it because I'm so happy that I'm finding these cases. And then I'm so sad that murder is just never ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always find new murders. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's like really wonderful that we have this content, but like also people are getting murdered. Yeah, which yeah. is one of the reasons that I'm so glad we're doing this because like for so long there, I thought that, you know, the market was like super saturated with true crime podcasts and all of that, but it's not. Yeah. You can always have more. There's always more murders. <laughs> it's going to go on forever. We actually, uh, a friend of ours, uh, suggested we do some of the bigger ones eventually and i think we gotta like wait to get there like we need like to be established before we tackle some of like the yeah more hardcore ones well like just like larger profile you know like the big guys like uh yeah. gacy or like a uh, ted bundy or whatever right you know what I mean? right so maybe we get to that in like yeah. uh, i don't know 300 episodes how do you or know what i'm doing today i don't know what you're doing today i know what is it? One of those? And maybe it's a big one. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Okay. But you're right, cause uh, and you know me and how much I really love my themes, so like <laughs> <laughs> I really just want like husband and wives for a little bit. Yeah. No, you stay on track. Yeah. You know, and then do you know we veer off track when we can? Gavin actually recommended to us uh, the Menendez brothers. Oh wow. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's so weird. I told him he should be on the podcast with us. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. So, like, surprise, guys. You might get a podcast with our 12-year-old in it, which, like, I'm not... I don't want anybody's opinion on the fact that I let him get into true crime. But, like, we like it together. <laughs> We're a whole murder-loving family. <laughs> That would be so cool. Yeah. No, that would be really fun. I've actually, I have had a couple people give me suggestions, some yeah. suggestions too, so, yeah. which is really cool. Like, I love it. Yeah. I, and I think we will tackle those uh, eventually. Like, we're, we're yeah. going to, basically, I think we should just keep a list of the suggestions people give us. And then, uh, you know, once we kind of get comfortable doing this and yeah. have tackled some of the stuff that we really want to, mm -hmm. we start digging into that stuff. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Speaking of Gacy. Oh, boy. That was one of the ones that you just named. Yep. Um, we're, well, I'm telling you today mm -hmm. about the killer clown. But not John Wayne Gacy. And it's not Gacy. That's weird. Mm-hmm. There was like a for real killer clown. Is it like that Wrinkles or whatever? No. Hulu that looks super <laughs> creepy. Is that, a, is that Hulu or Netflix? 
I think it's Hulu. Yeah. But I can't tell if it's like a thing that really happened and it's like a weird documentary or if it's a creepy like... I don't think. I think it's like, uh, what was that fake documentary one? A mockumentary. The one where he was like drawing dicks everywhere. Oh, um, American... I feel like it's... American I like Vandal. It's, I feel like it's like that. Yeah, okay. Like when we watched that trailer, I feel like... It was like... It was like... Real life, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I, fake reality. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think it's, I think it's Netflix. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Well, then Hulu got the idea from Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. If anybody's seen it, let us know, because we haven't watched it yet. So yeah. I'm, I'll always take your movie recommendations, too, because we never know what to watch. <laughs> yeah, because we've all seen, we've seen so many horror movies that it's tough to <laughs> sift through what's there now. Yeah. Well, and like, anytime we get... We actually get time to, like, sit and watch something. We never know. But, like, this is kind of fun that every Saturday night we have, like, a set date night. Yeah, nice. (laughs) I really like it. Well, now let's talk about the murders. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) Killer Clown. So, I found most of this information. Um, I actually did find podcasts that have done it. So, I listened to a podcast, The Mind of Madness. Mm -hmm. which is actually really fantastic, and I think I'm going to listen to a lot more of it because it was great. Um, So episode 63, they covered this case. And then there's also apparently a 48 Hours episode on this, which I wish I had um, watched, but I didn't. But (laughs) we should watch it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because 48 Hours always does great content. So Marlene Warren was born April 15th, 1950 in Michigan. It's always the 50s. I mean, she was born in the 50s. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Well, that's because that means she was of this age in the 70s, and the 70s was crazy as shit. Yeah, right. 70s and 80s, like, I don't even understand how our parents survived. Murder Town USA. How did did they live? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So at a young age, she had a very strange love for clowns. Which is super weird. If Wait. Gavin if Gavin was like, I love clowns so much, I would be like, get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you like video games? Cool. Baseball? Cool. Clowns? Right? It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. So as a teenager, she actually got married and had two sons, Johnny and Joe. Their marriage fell apart in early 70s and she was left to be a single mom at only 20 years old. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, which I can't believe she had two children before the age of 20. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, no, it's not it insane, but like, especially then. That's so much work. Um, so a little after her divorce uh, was final, she met Mike Warren, and they built a very, very comfortable lifestyle for themselves through many businesses that they had, one being Bargain Motors. They also had many rental properties that Marlene managed herself, and she was actually, yeah, she said that, um, her tenant said that she was, like, the best landlord ever. Income properties, people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish we could do that. So, they owned a beautiful home. They had racehorses. And they had their own airplane. What? Yeah. They were, like, rich? They were so rich. So, they lived in, like, um, a housing community that actually had its own, like, like landing pad, like and stri- like, like, like a, a, a airline strip, strip yeah. for yeah. Because a lot of the homes in that area, they also had their own airplanes. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> fucking Richie Rich over here. Yeah. Um. Sadly, in the fall of 1988, 
22-year-old Johnny was killed in a car accident, which is, like, devastating. So, obviously, yeah. it took, like, a huge toll on their marriage. I mean, right. I can't I can't imagine... I, I can't imagine how any parent gets through the loss of a child. That's so unbelievably hard. And if yeah. you get through it, like, man, so many props to you. You're amazing. Because yeah, that's know. incredible. I, I can't even imagine yeah. that happening. It's... it's mm, Incredible. Yeah. So um, they actually ended up sticking it out for... Good for them. Yeah, for as long as they could. Saturday, May 26th, 1990, was the start of a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Marlene was home with Joe and some of his friends. Mike was actually with friends going to a racetrack in Miami. So, mm-hmm. like, the husband was gone. He was out for the day. So just Marlene, Joe, and a bunch of friends. So all of a sudden at 11 a.m., they noticed that a clown with white face and an orange wig and, like, the big red nose, like, standard clown. Yeah. Like, bozo style. Like, yeah. Like, just when you think of a clown. It's exactly what you think. Like, white face, yeah. big giant red mouth. Yeah. Red nose, all that. That's creepy as fuck already. And yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen. But she loves clowns, so she's, like, so excited. She's yeah. stoked. She's like, this clown is coming to my house for no reason. Yeah, but that's, like, but, like, even if you like clowns, isn't that fucking weird? I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, guys. Holy shit, a clown. Wow. Oh, this is great. Where'd you, where'd you come from, man? <laughs> Murder time. Oh. <laughs> You're right. Uh, am I? <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> they notice a clown walking up to the front door holding red balloons, or I'm sorry, holding a red balloon that read, you're the greatest, and a silver balloon with Snow White and the seven dwarfs on it. And the clown also had a basket of red and white carnations. So Marlene opened the door and she said, which Joe, what? what? I'm just stressed out now. Yeah. So, so Joe recalls um, his mom opening the door, and she said, oh, how pretty. And then Joe heard a big bang, and they thought that a balloon had popped. So, like, he wasn't initially very concerned. But then they saw Marlene fall to the floor, and the clown had pulled out a gun and shot Marlene in the mouth. Holy shit. Yeah. And then... That's not very funny at all. No. And then calmly turned around... And walk back to the car as if nothing had happened. Like, so serene, just, like, walk back to the car. Said nothing. Just turned around and left. Did the clown know them? I mean, we're going to find out. Okay. Sorry, I'm jumping (laughs) ahead here. Like, that's so random. Yeah. Like, a clown shows up and shoots you in the fucking mouth? Says nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You're the greatest. Shoots her in the mouth, turns around, and leaves. So, um, goes back, the clown goes back to a white Chrysler LeBaron that was on the street and, well, the car had actually pulled into their driveway and, like, left the car running, left the door open, so the clown, you know, slowly walked back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Joe, unfortunately, was actually in a cast. His leg was in a cast. He had had, uh, I don't know why his leg was in a cast, but it was in a cast. He broke it. Yeah, he broke it. So he actually tried to run after the clown, um... In the cast. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine this scene? Just like this poor guy in a cast running after this person, this clown. Oh, it's awful. It's so bad. Yeah. I'm trying not to laugh real hard. You shouldn't. It's I know. horrible. I know, but like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So Marlene was uh, rushed to the hospital where they discovered a bullet lodged in her spinal cord. She was put on life support and died two days later. Oh, man, so now terrible. we've got a homicide. So a couple hours into the investigation, the police receive an anonymous call from a female suggesting that Mike was having an affair with an employee, Sheila Keene. Sheila Keene grew up in, um, I believe it said the Everglades. Mm-hmm. She was called in like Florida. a Glades girl. Sure. Um, she was very pretty. She, like, boys loved her. Uh, but she was also very tough. Like, she was like, you know, don't fuck with her. Like, mm-hmm. You know, she could she could hold her own. Yeah, sure. She married Richard Keene in 1987. And she began actually working as a repo man for the Bargain Motors. So, like, oh, she so was the she one. she worked with them. Yeah, so she worked with Mike Warren, right. the husband. Right. And she was, um, she was the person that would go repossess people's cars that didn't pay. Wow. Which, like. That's a tough job. Yeah, like, you yeah, have you to be a hard get, ass to do that. You get your ass kicked doing that. Yeah. So, in January of 1990, her and her husband Richard divorced. And, you know, I, I don't believe this came into light before Marlene's murder, but, you know, they were constantly, like, they were denying an affair, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was found out a little bit after that Mike was paying her rent after her divorce. So between January and May, you know, he was just paying oh, Sheila's wow. rent. Wow. But, like, they were saying that they didn't have an affair, which right. he is just, just, like... Out of the good of his heart. Yeah. Sure. Some serious bull. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, nope. Granted, he was rich. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sugar daddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't have any evidence yet for Sheila, really. So they actually thought that there was a clown serial killer. Because two years prior in Palm Beach, Lita Sullivan, a clown came up to her door holding three dozen pink roses and candy. And she was also shot in the face. Oh, wow. Right? Weird coincidence. Right. And it was actually proven that her husband had hired a hitman. And they were both... um, Arrested and put in jail. So, like, I don't know if Sheila came up with this shit on her own. Or, like, saw this beforehand. Right, right. Because that's, I mean, that's just, how likely is it? Right. That, I mean, both in Florida, that, like, two cases, a clown just walks up to a front door and shoots Shoots someone in the face. face. Like, it's just, I mean. It's very, it's oddly coincidental. Yeah, so I don't know if she had seen it before. And, And there was, like, um... There was an employee at Bargain Motors that said that Sheila had come in one time um, in a clown outfit because she was entertaining, like, she had, a, she had a son, and she was entertaining, like, her son and his friends or something. She really liked clowns. I mean, it was Marlene that liked clowns, oh, though. Oh, sorry. Not sure. That's okay, why she that's was right. so friggin' excited that the clown, clown was coming was to her that's door. Right. Yeah, I'm confusing names. <sighs> like... Imagine something you love just coming up and shooting you in the you. face. Yeah, if Batman showed up and killed me, I'd be I know. Pissed. I would be so mad. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, it's the Dark Knight. He'd be like... And you would be so excited. And I'm serving you a knife full of justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, they got the bullet out of her spine after she had passed. And it was a thirty-eight caliber. And ironically... Guess who had a thirty-eight caliber? Sheila. So, um, one month earlier, she had conveniently told her ex-husband, Richard, that she had misplaced this thirty-eight caliber. Mm. So, unfortunately, they had no gun to... Um, 
that there was no way for them to connect the two things. Yeah. Because she had lost the gun. Exactly. Um, so our baby is making noise. Uh oh. Are we being too loud? I don't think so. You're really loud. I, but that's just how I am. All right, just be quiet for a minute. Shh. I think he's fine. I think we're good. Okay. So, um, you know, as news spread in the town about what was going on, there were some employees at a costume shop that came forward. And they were like, yo, listen. The night before that murder, like, we were closing our doors, and this woman was banging on the door, and she was like, let me in. I need to buy a costume. So, like, we felt bad and let her in, and she bought a clown costume. She spent $80, and, like, you know, we think that was her. So the police showed them, um, you know, a picture of Sheila, and they were like, yeah. You know, we're, like, 96% positive that it was her. So a couple days after that, employees at a Publix came forward and they were like, hey, you know, a little bit before that murder, this lady came in and like, we're pretty sure she bought, you know, exactly what that what was brought. Yeah. So the again, balloon and the roses and all that. Stuff. Yeah. At the carnations. carnations. So again, you know, the police showed them the picture and they were like, mm, yeah, we're like pretty sure it's her. So, you know, this evidence, you would think that it's piling up on Sheila. Right. Four days after the murder, the car was found eight miles from the Warrens' home in a Winn-Dixie parking lot. Inside the car, they found orange wig fibers and long brown hair, Mm. which matched Sheila's long brown hair. So the car was actually reported stolen by Payless Auto Rentals one month prior. Payless Auto Rentals is actually one of Mike's biggest competitors at, you know, bargain. Muffler. Bargain. Motor. Motor, is that what it is? Yeah. Sorry. At Bargain Motors. So Payless was like their biggest competitor. So it turns out that Mike had actually like put an ad in the paper to confuse renters of Payless to like return their cars to him. So there was a couple that... It's a very yeah. weird business move. Yeah. So he was trying to steal business from Payless. So sure. like... So, like, he was trying to get them to essentially, like, give him Payless's cars. So, there was a couple that had rented the white um, Chrysler LeBaron, mm-hmm. and they returned it to Bargain Motors because they had, they had seen the ad, so they thought that's right. where they had to return the car. So, one of the Bargain Motors employees, they couldn't recall who, so it's very possible it was Mike. Um, they actually told them to just park the car in the street and leave the keys in there. So that's what the couple did. So very easy access. To exactly get the car. to anybody who might have known that that vehicle was there. was there. Yep. Yeah. So they found the car. Inside the car, they found orange fibers and the long brown hair. And unfortunately, I mean, it was 1990, so like matching that stuff is was very, very hard back then. Right. So all of the evidence came back inconclusive. So they couldn't they couldn't get a DNA match on wow. the hair. They couldn't match that the orange fibers from the car you know, matched anything. Yeah. So they decided that prosecuting Sheila was just too risky. And essentially the case was just closed. It was cold. Not closed, but it was cold. 
You know, there was nothing they could do. Um, Based on all of the things that they discovered during this, though, you know, they realized that, like, Mike just seemed like a shady-ass dude. So they started investigating him personally. They found that he was running a chop shop. He would steal, alter, and resell the vehicles. Hmm. He would turn back odometers. And he would file false insurance claims, dumping the cars in the Palm Beach County canals. Oh, boy. Yeah. So eventually he was arrested and tried for 66 crimes, found guilty of 43 of them. Wow. He got nine years in jail, only served four. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, 2002, Mike and Sheila get married in Las Vegas. That's shady as hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. For people who weren't having an affair. Right. So, you know, people get word of this and they're like, hey... This is pretty crazy. You know, I know it's been 12 years, but this still, is... Still pretty weird. Yeah, this this seems very fishy here. So they decided um, to open up the case again, you know? The police officers were like... With, this... the, with the existing evidence. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't get anything new. Right, yeah. I, well, I didn't know. Yeah. Sorry. They didn't get anything new. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they decided to open up the case again. And... Um, Mike and Sheila had moved to Abington, Virginia, and they started a new life. They opened up a fast food restaurant called The Purple Cow. Mm. It actually did, like, very, very well. It was, like, known for its burgers. And Sheila actually changed her name to Debbie. Weird. Yeah, so nobody in the town knew her name was Sheila, which for someone who's claiming their innocence is a very strange thing to do. Yeah, that is really weird. Innocent people don't change their name. Well, yeah, we've learned that. Mm Mm-hmm. The last two episodes we've done, both people have changed their names, and both of them have killed Wait, people. Wait, who changed their names last? Didn't one. Betty? Oh, no, she moved. Not Betty Gore. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candy? Yeah. Yeah, Candy Montgomery started going by Wheeler. That's, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so in 2013, they formed a task force to reopen it like completely and really, really get into it. And um, they fought to have the DNA retested. You know, they thought that with all of the advance of it, advancements <laughs> that, um, you know, they thought they could get, they thought they could get something now. Sure. So, of course, it all came back positive. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so the hair in the car matched Sheila's hair and then the orange fibers actually matched, you know, orange fibers that had been found in Sheila's house, you know, back in 1990 when mm-hmm. they were investigating her. So September 26th, 2017, Sheila was arrested 27 years after the murder. That's crazy. The police officer said that she was like so nonchalant that she just like did was she like, oh yeah, okay, I'm being arrested. Did she think she was just gonna get off again? I mean, twenty seven years, I'm sure you think you're well, so gonna that's what, that's, get off. I mean, I guess that that is kinda what I was thinking is just like imagine like walking around with that for twenty seven years and then police show up and are like, Hey, we have to arrest you now. Yeah. Because, like we know that you murdered this person. That's such a long time to just like think you got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she now lived that's a whole, lodged she in lived head. a whole entire life. Yeah. 27 years is like just a little bit less than my age. Like Yeah, yeah. no me too. <laughs> like that's that's I mean, she lived a whole life, which is so sad that they couldn't get her beforehand. Right. Um so her trial was supposed to start in January. Unfortunately, it was postponed, so it's going to start in June of this year. She is pleading not guilty. Of course. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's and crazy to think about how quickly technology like that has kind of, uh, like, advanced. Yeah. They were saying um, in Mind of Madness, you know, there was an interview with one of the police officers, and he was talking about how, like, you know, how we think of how cell phones have advanced in only 10 years and Mm -hmm. how crazy that is. And like, you know, scientific evidence, you know, yeah, the science around, you know, all, all of that has advanced just as much, you know, all the technology is the word I was looking for. Yeah. All the science (laughs) around, around crime scene investigation, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like, that's why CSI is so popular. Yeah. But like the knowledge that the, the investigators have in general, like, like not even just technology, but now there's so much information for the people investigating these things and they know, you know, to compare what to what and they right. know what to look for now. And, you know, back in the 90s, that was still so not there. I mean, of course, they had the 70s, but <coughs> I feel like they didn't really learn anything from the 70s until... I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they did. I think that what was learned during the 70s probably took a while to propagate throughout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was all, like, really base level at a very high level, right? Like, it was, like, a base level knowledge of the psychology that crimes happen, uh, of why crimes happen. Yeah, but I mean, I I mean more along the lines of, like, science-wise, like, not not psychology-wise. Right. Kind of, like, you know, anybody could just, like, tramp through a crime scene. Right. Like, they didn't even Stop realize that that, that was a problem. Right. And I, I don't know if 1990, if that was there yet. If they knew yet that things like that were a big deal. Like, you know, if they knew that they had to wear those booties on their feet or gloves on their hands. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they had gotten there yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think they did. I think probably they did know to quarantine just... Off of my, like, memory of TV shows and stuff in the mm-hmm. 90s, I definitely think they knew enough to quarantine and tape off yeah. a crime scene. But uh, as far as, like, gloves and booties and all that stuff and, and the people investigating not actually contaminating the crime scene, right. I'm not sure if they had gotten there yet. What, like, did you watch in the 90s? My mom watched a lot of NYPD Blue. Okay. Uh, with what's-his-name? I forget what the hell the big Jewish no cop idea. guy's name is. Kajurowitz, get over here, or whatever the friggin' name is. I don't know. I was hoping you were going to say, like, Unsolved Mysteries or something. I did watch I watched Unsolved Mysteries. That show scared the hell out of me. That dude was, <laughs> Do you know that that dude's face was terrifying every time it. it showed up in my they're mind. They're redoing it. Is he going to be on? No, he's probably dead. I feel like I you know should know the answer about? to that. Of course I do. Yeah. And the, and the night of July 12th, he, he was murdered and it went to a cold case. Uh, we should know his name. I don't fucking know that guy's name. I just know that he haunted my dreams when I was Ugh, little. I freaking loved that show. You know what I also loved? Rescue 911. Do you remember that show? I do remember that oh show. Oh my God, that show was amazing. Yeah. Those were that. Those were like quintessential. Like, I yeah. never watched Cops, really. Yeah. But I definitely watched... Way too much unsolved mysteries specifically, yeah. and then rescue. But now that now that you were saying, like thinking back of like TV shows in the nineties, like if they you know marked off stuff, I I feel like I do remember seeing that in some unsolved mysteries. So yeah, yeah, the nineties were a good time for cop dramas, right? Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, that's not a cop drama. Well, I mean, NYPD Blue was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't watch that. <laughs> I bet you would like it. Yeah. Yeah. You totally would. Probably. Yeah. 
But no, Unsolved Mysteries is my jam. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You ready to lighten things up? Sure. I'd like to make a toast. What are you going to make a toast to? Uh, it's, you have to go first because I've gone first twice. Oh, shit. I didn't have anything saved. <laughs> you don't have anything? I didn't. Fuck, I always forget. Oh, wow. There's nothing good that happened this week? There's so much good that happened this week. I just don't know what to pick. It doesn't have to be a person. It no, can be like a, a thing. thing that happened. It could be a fucking show that you liked and watched. Like, do whatever you want. What made you happy this week? I don't know. I think, actually, my cheers is the fact that I've gotten to sleep in for like a week until you went back to work. <laughs> Because, like, I would get up with the baby, take him out of the crib, and you'd be like, all right, go back to bed. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't listened to our episode last week, first of all, listen to it. Second of all, um, I did recently get the gastric sleeve, which is amazing, and I think it's already changing my life. Um, but I can't pick up our toddler for a couple of weeks, unfortunately, which has been really unbearable difficult. for me. Yeah. Um, but so that means my wonderful husband has been picking up our baby a lot. Yep. And my cheers is actually not to you. I'm sorry. I love you. Is it to the baby? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Why would it be to the baby? I don't know because he's great. Oh, he's so cute. Um, no, it is to Gavin, our 12-year-old, um, who has been on school vacation this week and has had to be home with me, you know, every day putting the baby in the crib for his nap and taking the baby out and putting him in the high chair for his lunch and taking him out. And, you know, he's he's doing things for me that, like, is so much of me to ask of him, and he's doing it with no complaints at all. Yeah. And it's I, I want to say, like, for him. super toast to him. And, you know, he's he's the best kid ever, and you guys who have kids that age should all be really jealous of my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's wonderful. <laughs> he's the greatest. He is so cheers. 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 cheers to him. Good cheers job. to sleeping in. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in is a uh, luxury. Yeah, any of your parents will totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I really loved after my surgery and <laughs> sleeping in. Yeah, for the first couple days. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, he didn't get it yet. He doesn't understand that I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I don't know, like two days after, you were like, you know, I'm like here, right? Yeah, I can still I be can out still with be him. Out with, yeah. No, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, no, but like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, because you're, I mean, I was very tired a couple of days after my surgery. So like I needed to, I needed to actually for real sleep in. But like my sleeping in is still, like you six. know, yeah, like 6 a.m., 6.30. That's, that's sleeping in for me. So... Which is um. crazy. Because you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the days where, like, I would be working till 11? And so I would I would come home from work, be super amped because I just got off of work. I would stay up till, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I would be getting into bed. And, like, a half an hour later, Michelle's alarm would be going off yeah. to go to work. There was actually a Facebook this memory. Is, this is pre-baby. There was a Facebook memory that came up the other day for me that was, like, you know, when your husband's out cleaning your car at 3 a.m., but, like, it's not like you had gone to bed and got up and did it. Like, <laughs> no, I, was just I mean, you still did it, which was great, but, like, you were awake. <laughs> yeah. There, that was a hell of a winter, too. Yeah. Because we, like, our uh, driveway was, like, in a cup. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a very deep down, very steep driveway. Yeah. There's a marriage tip for everybody, though. Husbands, clean your wife's car. Yeah, just do it. It's, oh, man. It's so easy. I don't think you know how much we'd appreciate it. It takes like 10 seconds. Yeah. 
I can't tell even now, uh, like you'd think with a flatter driveway, it'd be easier, but like our cars get stuck on it all the time because it's just a little, yeah. it's like a slight incline and for whatever reason, both of our cars hate it. Yeah. But uh, even a couple weeks ago, I remember I came out and I pushed out. I know. It was yeah. great. It was like 3.30 in the morning. And I was like, oh, you're so manly. Dead of winter. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, push this car. I'm going to get back upstairs to my beers and meats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's what we got for you this week. Yeah. Um, you know, please rate, review, subscribe, yep. all of it. We're on all the major podcast services. Everything. Um, I did just submit to iHeartRadio as well. Uh, that was pretty I, much for his dad. Yeah, it was pretty much for my dad. Um, but uh, I guess they take a little bit longer. You know, they said 14 business days, so I don't know if anybody's trying to listen on there, but we might be on there soon mm-hmm. anyway. But rate us on Apple. Please, please, please. We want all your reviews. Um, Subscribe. T- yeah, tell us. Tell- we also we also do have an email, um, tilldeathdouspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you have any information you want to let us know, you know, you can shoot us an email there. You can also find us at uh, Facebook. Uh, just search Till Death Do Us Podcast. We don't mm-hmm. have a super active uh, Facebook, but Michelle posts every once in a while. I post all the time. I get nervous that I'm posting too much. You're not posting too much. I'm so worried I'm annoying people. <laughs> no, I think it's hilarious. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I it's try. Really good. But yeah, guys. Uh, that's Our it. Instagram at, you know, Till Death Do Us Podcast. Yeah, fi- find us and we'll we'll show you entertaining murder things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or morbid things. Yeah. Or whatever. Or marriage. Or marriage stuff. <laughs> it's really just been, I mean, we haven't really dug into the marriage stuff yet. Yeah. It's been a lot of the murder and Murray's part. Yeah. And a little bit of the marriage part. Maybe we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Your wise, your wise words. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have wise words. All right, I expect you to have some next week. Why? What is, is it? A new segment? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, wise, wise words with Matt. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> On that note, well, I hope you've listened this far, and um, you know, go back, listen to our other episodes, and this has been another episode of Till Death Do Us podcast. And hey, don't murder each other. Bye. <laughs>